This is a presentation of DSP Media. All right, gang, welcome to the Fitness Zone, episode one. Uh, I am Tyson Pfeiffer. I'm here with Chris OnB, and this is the Fitness Zone. Welcome, everybody. Applause break. Applause. Welcome to the Fitness Zone. This is going to be the, your home, your, your stop-down listening source for uh, fitness fun facts, things that can help you in your fitness journey, specifically for those age 40 and up. Um, so today what we're going to talk about is kind of our own personal fitness journey, how we got where we are, um, the path that we've taken, and maybe something along our journey can help you get off the couch and start your fitness journey or accelerate the fitness journey you're already on. The Fitness Zone podcast is brought to you by Gava for Men, powered by Testofen. Gava for Men is a safe, powerful, effective, and designed to help you increase your circulation and blood flow. Gava for Men acts as a natural anabolic enhancer that burns away stubborn belly fat, restores lost energy, and even helps build strength and lean muscle. But more importantly, Gava for Men can give you back the confidence you need for physical and mental performance at work, at home, and even in the bedroom. So, Gava for Men, optimize your physical performance, build stronger, leaner muscles fast, improve your mood, and feel younger and stronger. That's Gava for Men, powered by Testofen. Gava, spelled K A V L A. Yep, funky spelling, great product. K-A-V-L-A. Look for Gava for Men on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Amazon, or just Google it on the web, gavafermen.com. Another sponsor at the Fitness Zone is we have the Highlands Performance Golf Center here in North Dallas, the premier golf practice facility. They have 65 grass tees, two practice putting services, short game area. They have bunker area with two types of sand. So if you're looking for a place to bring the family, do a team building event, they have an 18-hole mini golf course with both par threes, par fours, and with covered and heated tees, only in Dallas, it is the best place to practice your game year-round. They just added a new indoor putting area, which is awesome. They have PGA professionals to get your golf game where it needs to be, and a TPI-certified golf fitness instructor, which is me, Chris Ombi, to help get your body in the shape for the perfect swing. They're located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Midway and Marsh. So make sure to tell them that the Fitness Zone on DSP Media sent you. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. That's highlandspgc.com. So basically, Chris, everyone that's listening to our show needs to have the internet, not only to listen to the show, but also to go find our sponsors. So we're hoping our demographic is connected to the web. So today's episode, let's just get right into it. We're going to talk about our own personal fitness journeys and how hopefully you can relate to that and pick up something here that's going to help you along yours. Once again, I'm Tyson Pfeiffer, stand-up comedian, best known as the first comedian to ever compete on NBC's American Ninja Warrior. Um, I'm 40 years old right now, and my fitness journey started back 1997, 98. Um, I was leaving high school. I was a sponsored skateboarder in high school, went to college. Um, started just working out for fun, started swimming, getting in shape. And then that involved into a little bit of modeling. And from there, I went into bodybuilding and fitness competitions and a little more modeling and a personal trainer for a bunch of years. And then I, after over 10 years of pushing heavyweights and working in bodybuilding and trying to get big, uh, I went a different route, moved into some calisthenics 
And that's what led me to American Ninja Warrior. Instead of pushing the heavyweights, I was just going into body weights, uh, you know, calisthenics, push-ups, pull-ups, squats, anything I can do with my own body weight. From there, uh, training American Ninja Warrior style on obstacle courses led me to OCR races, uh, Tough Mudder, Spartan, Savage races. Now, here at 40 years old, I'm an avid mountain biker, and I'm going to be actually having my first downhill enduro race next weekend here in Texas, so pretty stoked about that. So I just wanted to get you guys up to speed of what I've done in the past and what I'm doing now. So my typical week for my fitness regimen, I will weight train three times a week. Very stereotypical breakdown. I have a leg day. I have a push day. So it's the chest, shoulders, triceps, and then I have a pool day, back and biceps. Three days in the gym, pushing the weights around. I do that mostly for the calorie burn. And I just like to keep the muscle on my body that I've developed over in my 20s, all those years of bodybuilding. So um, that's a little bit just for... Uh, Chris, we like to look good, right? We like to yeah, look in the mirror. The, van- the vanity. Yeah, the vanity. yeah. Yeah. As far as more health based, I ride my bike at least three to three to five days a week. I'm putting miles on my mountain bike. Um, not road biking, so out on the trails, mountain biking. It's more high intensity cardio, um, quick quick bursts, working those fast twitch muscles. Um, and then I also do some running. So I'll do some cardio again, short miles, usually maybe like a five k about three miles, um, nice, easy pace, doing that twice a week. So that's basically my, my fitness workout. Just for fun, on top of that, I'm doing some, I pretty much do something seven days a week. Um, I know that's not for everybody, but exercise is my fun. It's part of my lifestyle. So that's one of the keys, I think, to um, having a long-term exercise fitness plan and making it a lifestyle and a healthy choice is finding something you enjoy. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to bring to this podcast to inspire some listeners um, you don't have to be in the gym pushing weights. You can find something you enjoy, um, whether it's outside playing basketball or riding your bike or running. Because um, if you want to do it, you're going to want to do it every day. So if you wake up thinking about, hey, I'm going to ride my bike today, um, that's going to be the highlight of my day. You're going to want to do it. On top of that, I'm also, I moved here from LA to open an American Ninja Warrior type training facility. And so a couple of days a week while I'm there, making sure everything's running nice and smooth in the, uh, Ninja Nation Murphy Arena, I uh, do some ninja training, which goes back to the calisthenics. So a lot of holding your body weight, swinging around, um, kind of par- parkour, um, motion type workout. It's, um, it's a lot of core. Just wanted to give you guys an insight where I'm coming from, what I do, the things I enjoy, and hopefully that I can uh, share that information with the listeners and uh, inspire some of you guys to maybe think, hey, I am watching American Ninja Warrior. Maybe I want to include that in my exercise regimen. Um, How do I get started on that? And boom, I'm here to help you out. A couple ways I'd love you guys to reach out to me. We have our own email, askthefitnesszone at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter at DFWFitnessZone on Twitter. Ask me questions about mountain biking, about American Ninja Warrior, about OCRs, about weight training, um, where you're at in your fitness journey. And the goal of this podcast is to help you out as an individual to get you going to enjoy the healthy lifestyle. Right, Chris? Man, that's what I love about the fitness zone. The fact that you and I are so totally different. You're tall, good looking, model, ninja <laughs> warrior. That's subjective. That's subjective. <laughs> I'm short, dumpy, you know, I've uh, been 5'4, weighed 220 pounds. If the bar wouldn't bend, then I wouldn't squat. So the yeah. great thing is, is they're going to get so many different perspectives on, on health and fitness and, and what you bring to it. I love the calisthenic aspect of it. I love the fact of mountain biking. 
I love Spartan. I wish I could do it. Tried the CrossFit. Wish I could do it. Do I love it? Is it for everybody? Is it effective? Yes. Is it for me? No. That doesn't mean that uh, our listeners can't do it. And I look forward to coming over to Murphy and seeing the the Warrior Ninja Warrior place. And if I can pull myself up on that, how, how's that thing? Like 20 feet? Uh, that on, the, on the warped wall? Running yeah. up the wall? Yeah. Uh, 14 feet. 14 feet. All right. So I'm 5'4". So that means I got to jump three times my freaking height to get up that thing. Huh? <laughs> we can get you there. <laughs> we can get you there. We're also uh, in this podcast, we're going to have some amazing special guests. I'm hopping in from time to time and give us their stories and their um, expertise on certain areas that possibly you or I are not experts on. So we're bringing a stronger mind to give better advice. Yeah. I mean, I'll bring in some orthopedic surgeons, uh, some neurosurgeons. I think you'll bring in some biohacking. Yep. Definitely. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be uh, bringing a specialist on uh, short-term memory loss. And uh, so my story is basically, it's, it's a little different. I really, I'm 52 years old. I want to shortly go over the five things that I've had to change after the age of 40. I want to kind of give you a little short story of why this changed and then kind of break down each of the five things that I changed and how I do it. So, you know, the five things I changed, number one, hormone levels. Uh, I went from full body workout, went from basically uh, like the bro workouts, the push, pull, buys, tries, you know, shoulders, tries to more of a full body workout. I went from uh, dumbbells and barbells to bands, from slow, steady-state cardio to more burst training cardio. I stopped studying more on the flexibility aspect, but more of the mobility aspect. So really focusing on the kinetic chain. I'll get into that. And my nutrition has changed dramatically. So about 10 years ago, I was blessed with a granddaughter, actually on December 25th. Chris, did you just say dramatically? I think uh, <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> So I'll be in the vocabulary. Place. Hey, <laughs> look, I'm not the most polished. I'm from I'm from Texas, for goodness sake. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a little it. twang, a little twiddle. I'm going to have a little twang on it. I love it. So what I dramatically, what I dramatically <laughs> changed was. So, yeah. So I had a granddaughter. She was born on December 25th. That same night that I was actually visiting my granddaughter. Thank God I was at the hospital. I ended up in the emergency room. They thought I was having a heart attack. Really, what I was having is an anxiety attack and a nervous breakdown. Why did this happen? Because when we're younger, we're kind of forced into working out exercise because of the sports that we play. So I'm just going to take me personally, my personal experience. So, you know, when we're doing football. We're training for football. When I was doing powerlifting, I was training for powerlifting. When I was in the Marines, pretty much did whatever they told you to do. And then the mixed martial arts, I was training for mixed martial arts. When I was training golf, I was training golf. So it's always about, about sports-specific training for whatever sport I play. Uh, when I retired from mixed martial arts from a back injury, and then I couldn't play golf anymore, I tell you, I just went kind of—I just kind of lost my—I uh, lost my mojo. I lost my vision of the of the end zone, man. Kind of got depressed. Kind of got—I got to get first time in my life I was kind of overweight, out of shape. I just didn't have the motivation to go to the gym. I have a son that's thirty, and I have a son that's five. So I had another son at 45 years old. Wow. So, you know, I kind of looked for, I was trying to find my purpose. Why do I need to get back in the gym? What do I need to do to get back in the gym? All my life, it's been about vanity. You know, the bodybuilding, the powerlifting, the mixed martial arts. And what I had to change at 40 is basically I had to realize, man, it's not about vanity anymore. It's about, it's about longevity. It's about life. It's about how long can I turn this clock back you know, I had to be around for my five-year-old son, to be honest with you. So, you know, this year in, in 2020, on October 23rd, I had neck surgery. 
on December 3rd. I had back surgery. I was released three weeks ago. So I'm actually just getting back into working out. But before that, I was talking about the things that I changed. At 40, I really focused on my hormone levels. Uh, guys, I mean, it's just naturally it's going to happen. Your hormone levels are going to change. Women have menopause. Men have menopause mm-hmm. uh, or hypogonadism. It's just, it's just yeah. a fact of life. So, so the first thing I looked at was my testosterone levels to make sure they're okay. Because, you know, testosterone levels, if, if, they're, if your test decreases, your estrogen increases, your cortisol increases, just what makes us men you know, I didn't know if I wanted to freaking watch an MMA fight or watch a Hallmark movie. I was really having a problem with what I was going to do. <laughs> You're all over the place. <laughs> I was all over the place. Cuddle or huddle. I didn't know what I was going to do. So, uh, so the hormone levels were the first thing. Second thing I did, I went from uh, the, and I hate to say the word now is bro workouts, but the the push pull stuff, laying on the bench, letting the bench support me. Uh, I went to full body workouts. So I do rain into time. So I do 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. I'll take, I'll pick a station. I always do core. I'll do a major muscle, uh, a rotation, and a cardio. And I'll do 20 seconds on as hard as I can on that certain station for two rounds, and then I'll move to the next. And I'll do eight rounds of that. So kind that's like a Tabata. Well, like yeah, a Tabata but, variation. Exactly. It's just you know Ishiban Tabata. You know, from the from China. I mean, Tabata training. It's it's really when you look at VO2 max oxidative recovery, and you're and they're trying to get your heart rate up, and you're going 110. percent It's really there's a really such thing as Tabata training. There is timing training to time, but we can't really force ourselves or push ourselves to do Tabata training. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. Tabata training would be put a hundred pound pack on, go up a you know a half mile hill at 100 percent snorting and grinding and that's Tabata training, which in high school, when we got in trouble and we we're and they made us run up hills and walk back down and run back up hills, run back down. That was probably the best thing that you could do now for yourself that we were doing back then getting in trouble for. So, again, the full body stuff. I went from dumbbells and barbells to bands, and I'm not talking about those little baby tubes. I'm talking about full blown ass bands. I'm, the ones I use are serious steel. To me, they, they hold up the best. They last the longest. But anything that you can do on major muscles, chest, back, shoulders, quads, biceps, traps, traps, anything that you can do on in a gym, you can do with bands. Because of a couple shoulder injuries, I can't lift five pounds over my head with my right arm. With bands, I can do it all day long. I don't know if it's because you get the constant eccentric concentric from the band, but I just know that people who have injuries and shoulder issues – can do bands when they can't do dumbbells and barbells, right? I don't like anything to support my body, so I don't go on a bench. Everything is kind of standing up where my core has to engage on everything I do. So that's another thing I changed, dumbbells, barbells to bands. And uh, the burst training versus slow steady state kind of goes back into the full body workouts. Uh, I try to get my heart rate up, and I try to keep it there for at least 20 minutes. Now, most people think of burst training on cardio, right? I can't do treadmill because of my hips and knees. Good God, I sound like an old man. <laughs> You're falling uh, apart. I'm falling apart, dude. <laughs> You're like, is this then, guy working uh, out with bands or band-aids? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> okay, I'll take that one. No, it's, uh, <laughs> hey, I don't use wraps anymore. That's a good thing. Whenever there we're squatting squat yeah. 800 pounds, we had to use those little baby wraps to wrap around our legs so we could do it. Yep. 
so the burst training is, is getting there with the full body workouts, the flexibility training, the way I train, I'm doing a lot of stuff. That's, you know, when we, when we're younger, we're doing everything, everything in the front to me is vanity. You know, we're doing the chest and we're doing all these biceps. We're doing stuff, all the pretty muscles, I call them. I mean, and everything is just getting shortened. So as I got older, basically now it's not about vanity, but longevity. I really want to open the front and strengthen the posterior chain of my body. So strong back, strong rhomboid, strong glutes, things of that nature. So I work a lot more on mobility versus flexibility. Flexibility between a muscle, mobility is between a joint and a muscle. So I work on shoulder mobility. I work on hip mobility. I work on thoracic mobility. Uh, things that cause us to have upper cross syndrome and lower cross syndrome or upper back pain and lower back pain. So that's what I focus more on now is the mobility training. Uh, nutrition, man, I'll be honest with you. This, is the, this was the hardest thing for me to change. Tyson, I don't know how many times you eat a day, but at one time I used to eat every two hours. Now, my belief yep. was – Fat doesn't make you fat, but insulin flux makes you fat. So if you can stay on a positive insulin balance throughout the day, you're fine, right? Well, now that my GP, he's actually specializes in diabetes and pre-diabetics. Now I'm pre-diabetic. He says, Chris, you're not a bodybuilder anymore. You don't eat every two to three hours. So he spaces me out every six hours. Why? Because information usually delays about a decade. So... You're hearing stuff now. I mean, stuff. this stuff has been out for the last 10 years, right? Everybody's talked about fascia system. We've known that about that for 20 years, but nobody understands how to move connected tissue, which I know how to do that over the last 10 years, but it's just now getting kind of understood. Yep. And the same thing as far as nutrition. He says that when you, you know, anything you put in your mouth, your body, your pancreas is going to produce the insulin. And over about an hour, hour and a half, that thing's going to drop. Well, if you're, consistently putting food in every two hours, you're constantly dumping insulin. So your body doesn't really go into the metabolic hormones that actually burn fat. And I was like, interesting. So now that I'm older, 50, I went from eating like every two to three hours, eating six, seven times a day to eating at 4.30 in the morning. I get before. So I eat at 4.30, I eat at 12.30, and then I eat around 7, 8 o'clock at night. It was in... I'll be honest with you. I don't shake anymore. I have more energy and I'm not doing a half. I'm not, I'm not a fad diet person. I mean, you know, high fat, low fat, high carb, low carb, ketosis, ketonic, whatever you want to call it. I'm just, I got to have carbs in the morning, but at the end of the day, the last meal of the day, I do go more protein. So I usually have a protein shake with a casein, a casein shake, pizza chicken, and bacon or sausage just for the fat in it. That's what's really changed over mine is basically got my hormone levels checked, realized I was really low on my testosterone, uh, did what I need to do on that, did full body workouts, moved from dumbbell barbells to bands, uh, burst training versus slow steady state, mobility versus flexibility, and the nutritionist changed from eating every two hours to eating every six hours. So if you have any questions about that, of course, you can always uh, email me at, you know, askthefitnesszone at gmail.com. So like I was telling Tyson before the show is like we're so different that we're going to hit such a broad audience and people that are into, you know, the, the Spartan and the OCS and all that kind of fun stuff, which I love, they can ask you the questions. And if yeah. you're into more of the uh, let's get back. And, and my, my website is fit 
over 40 Dallas. So I specialize in men and women over 40 to be healthy and fit. I'm not a transformation specialist. I don't take somebody who needs 100 pounds. Let somebody else do that. I take people that are, they, they understand about health and fitness. They understand about the longevity. They just need the accountability and somebody to, you know, the doctor says, hey, it's time for you to work out again. You're 50 years old. They say, what do I do? You know, are you going to work out at 50 like you did at 20? No. So my job is to show you, to get back, to get you on track, how to work out at 50. I mean, because a lot of stuff, unfortunately, online is about, it's for the millennials. You know, they do a lot of the body weight stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I know. They do a lot <laughs> of the body weight stuff. They do the burpees. I can't do burpees. Shit, I'm Generation my- X for the record. I'm Generation right. X. <laughs> I think I'm right on the X. Where am I at? 69? What the heck is that? So that's what I've changed. I just, I don't leave the ground. I'm very joint friendly for me and my clients. So any questions, give me a holler. Yeah, that's that's what I really love about the dynamic here in this podcast. Um, it's also, there's a contrast, but also similarities you talked about just from needing more mobility and, and flexibility. I had the same situation transitioning from bodybuilding type workout, going into calisthenics, just my muscles were was just so tightly wound and not, not properly stretching, not working on flexibility and mobility. So I actually used yoga to help me out with that. I didn't even really mention that because I, I forget like yoga is a, is a workout sometimes. Um, but yeah, three times, three times a week. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually, I'm doing yoga three times a week and I use it for just stretching and flexibility and mobility. So I'm and super the, excited. Go ahead. And the core, I was going to mention about the core stuff. I mean, just yeah. think how the core, I mean, you and I think, and I mean, one time I, my back, my back's hurt me since I was 18 years old, but core, I mean, when people are doing normal sit-ups, I mean, that's more lumbar. That's not core. Yeah. So, you know, you and I, when we were growing up, core training was sit-ups and things of that nature. Now, front bridge, side bridge, just the basic stuff is the most beneficial, in my opinion, than anything. I spend a lot more time on core. Yeah, I haven't done a sit-up in freaking 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, core is the foundation for everything. Like, If we uh, take an episode and dive into some Ninja Warrior training, can break yes. down pretty much every obstacle, how core is involved. It's, yes. uh, it's, the, it's the center of everything. So it, It's your pillar uh, system. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to... Uh, to dive into some of these episodes. I think we should do an episode. I should go get my uh, testosterone checked, see what my levels are at. Uh, I think that'd be interesting. Bring yeah. it on and show everybody because it's, it's amazing. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just so funny. The variance, if you look it up, what your testosterone be, it says 200 to 900. You're like, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just a- like BMI says I'm overweight. So be- well, BMI, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> clinically legally obese. <laughs> so yeah so we can talk we can talk about these in future episodes so we'd love to hear from you guys hit us up on twitter dfw fitness zone or shoot us an email ask the fitness zone at gmail content for future episodes we got a lot of great stuff in store for you a lot of great guests uh this is just episode one this is the beginning um on uh, dsp media episode one chris it's in the books we can also help you you know train around injuries and stuff like that as well so just any question that you have Ask it because somebody else is going to have the same question. Fitover40dallas.com. Yep. Go to Chris's website. If you want to track me down, see where I'm at uh, doing shows here locally. Uh, TysonPfeiffer.com. My last name is hard to spell. It's F-A-I-F-E-R. If you're bad at spelling, TysonTheComic.com gets you to the same website. You could track me down on social media. I love stalkers. So if you're a really good stalker, um, hit me up on that uh, Instagram, that Facebook, and uh, send me lots of love notes. And uh, episode two coming up soon. We are going to bring in the biohacker. That's what I was excited about. All right. 
So give me a T. What's what's biohacking just in a real quick nutshell? It's one of my good buddies from American Ninja Warrior. Biohacking is just alternative ways to heal your body. It's it's a very interesting subject. A buddy of mine's an expert on it, and uh, we will have him as a guest. It'll be a great episode. I look forward to it. All right, DFW. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you. In the fitness zone.